Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. We never told a lie on this show. Ohio State back to practice on Wednesday night. We are back in here just like we said we would be. Tim made the 40-year vet. Andy Baxter, Mom Spencer Holbrook. We're going to get right into it, fellas. No time to waste here on a Wednesday night. A Woody Wednesday, as they as the kids call it. Uh, a nice batch of Buckeyes give us the scoop on what's going on uh, with this program in the lead up to Ohio State versus Youngstown State. Uh, Tim, big takeaway. Uh, from Ohio State and its players who spoke to us on Wednesday night? You know, my favorite line was when I kind of fed uh, Josh Fryer and then it came back out better baked. I don't know if you've ever done that. They call it regurgitation, Tim. But uh, when he was talking about being on the same page and he was talking about they were pretty much on the same page most of the day on Saturday at Indiana, the offensive line was, and I, and I, and I followed up with, well, same page, but sometimes different paragraphs, right? <laughs> Basically, he said, yeah, because they weren't that far off from having a hell of a day. But when you're just a little bit off from having a hell of a day on the offensive line, it creates havoc. You know, plays get blown up, drives get uh, ruined and stuff. And uh, they feel like they're the last, especially the last part of that game, they did get a feel for things. They mm-hmm. did get a feel for each other from the standpoint of knowing who's got whom, where, who's picking up this twist. You know, I've got this guy kind of things. And it's so important to get that first game under your belt with three new starters on an offensive line. This might be Josh Fryer's first year as a starter on that offensive line, but he certainly has been around for yeah. a while, and he's seen offensive lines take a little bit of time to gel together, and that's something what he talked about, that this is, hey, look, he wasn't making excuses. He was giving perspective and saying that offensive line play week one around the country isn't great overall, 
So there's certainly optimism on his part of looking forward to what this group can be. And it was a lot of saying, hey, this is a collective thing. Don't point fingers at Josh Simmons or Carson Hinsman. Collectively, we need to be better. I guess my takeaway from today is talking to the cornerbacks. They want the ball thrown their way. It was a little bit of a boredom, uh, a little bit anxiousness. They want to get started in terms of actually playing pass defense. Now they did play well when they were thrown the ball um, in terms of Denzel Burke having two pass, up, had pass breakups. Jordan Hancock had another. Uh, Davis Nigbenosum was around the ball a lot. But they want the ball thrown their way. And it feels like week one or week two, really, against Youngstown State, even though it is Youngstown State, it's going to be the first time that they're at least seeing a conventional offense. By the way, something's going on outside. We've heard tire squealing forever. Yeah, I don't there's know what's going on out there. There's something going on. There's an anxiousness in the build-up to you gonna Ohio. Do? What you going to do when they come for you? There's an anxiousness in the build-up for Ohio State Youngstown State. I, I feel it too, guys. I Trust me, I feel it. It's, it's going to be a banger on Saturday at noon. <laughs> uh, my two takeaways from hey. tonight. I got two takeaways from tonight. One, Josh Fryer thinks Indiana is going to be a bowl team. I think there's oh. a little bias there as an Indiana native. Uh, but also, he played against that defense. He says that Correct. defense is good enough to get them to a bowl. I don't know. Good luck, Hoosiers. You got expectations to live up to now. You got to get the drive to six and six starts this week uh, for Indiana against Indiana State on Friday night. Uh, as for those Buckeyes, I, I asked Davison Ibnos. I kind of feel bad about it. I, I asked him about his penalty. I asked him about the targeting call. Uh, but all of that was me just trying to, you know, talk to him a little bit about his first start, how he thought he played. He said. Uh, he wasn't surprised that there was a penalty thrown on that pass interference. They're always going to call bad calls, but he guesses he has to be a little better. He said he gave up a couple passes, and he wants to be better. The interesting thing that I take away from all of that, all of that to say, is that this is a guy who gave up, I think, two passes, two catches, who uh, you know played really well, was in on a lot of tackles, on a defense that gave up just three points, and this man is still talking about, we have to get better, we have to get better. This defense is on an absolute mission, fellas. Like, they are not satisfied at all. They don't think they've done anything. And I think that's bad news for the Gwyns uh, on Saturday, Tim. Yeah, yeah, and, but I, I, I hasten to remind people, they were coming off, uh, Hostet was coming off a 21 to 10 win over Notre Dame last year at this time. And a lot of us thought, hey, that defense played pretty damn well. You know, the mm -hmm. first, first outing under Jim Knowles. Actually, I thought the defense played pretty well most of the year until you get to those last three games where big plays especially, you know, mm -hmm. ate them up. And uh, whether they fixed that or not, as we talked about the other day, I mean, Indiana didn't really try to press that button, <laughs> the mm -hmm. big play button, unless you were trying to get it on a, on a deft option pitch to the edge. Uh, and, uh, but what, what I, there were just things about this defense that looked different on Saturday. And one of which is just the confidence that these guys carried you could see it. You could see the way they were attacking. You could see the way they were getting off the ball, especially the back seven. Uh, there is something different about this. This will be a new test this week against a team that scored 52 points last week, granted, against Valparaiso. But uh, we'll see if they can get them in that stranglehold that Denzel Burke wants. He wants a zero. He wants a zero on the scoreboard. That, that's, where, that's the way he's measuring this defense this year. So we'll see if they can deliver that. I think we should change it from BIA to BOA because they want to strangle people. So no, be like no, a, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Boa constrictor. That was bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. Uh, I'll be here all night, folks. I'm with the boa constrictor thing, though, and uh, Florida needs your help. Tim, or Andy, uh, it's interesting. 
as the defense continues to talk about, we need to get better, we need to get better. The offense keeps talking about, we need to get better, we need to get better. But the offense also has the perspective of um, there are a lot of people um, or egg profile pictures or just anybody talking a lot about this Ohio State offense and what it wasn't on Saturday and what it was was a team that won by 20. But what it wasn't was as explosive, as maybe creative in getting Marvin Harrison and Anameke Buka the ball. Kate Stover said he's not paying attention to Johnny in his basement. Um, you know, Josh Fryer said that he is, you know, blocking out the outside noise. This team, I think, is doing a pretty good job of learning from a couple years ago when C.J. Stroud went through this and, and what was said about him uh, and kind of rallying around their quarterbacks, plural, uh, both Kyle McCord and Devin Brown and saying, like, hey, we got you guys. We're going to get better. This offense is going to be just fine. They are absolutely not hitting the panic button on this offense right now. Yeah, and we talked to Julian Fleming, too, who was here with C.J. Stroud when they had that uh, 2021 debut and, and some kinks they had to work out with that offense. So he knows what this can look like pretty quickly, mm -hmm. even. And he's confident in Kyle McCord and what he's done so far as a starter, the composure he has in that huddle. And it seems like that's a consensus among these guys, that they're confident with that quarterback back there. Whoever is playing, they're good with. But when Kyle's been brought up, it's been the composure, being relaxed, not panicking. And I think with that comes this confidence in this offense that things are going to click. And that was really the message from Ryan Day on Tuesday that, hey, week two is an opportunity to make a big jump from week one. And we yeah. kind of heard that all week, and we heard that today again. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting, Tim. You know, I asked Cade Stover if he felt that Kyle McCord settled down a little bit. Uh, and, and Julian Fleming, I think, asked him the same thing. Did you feel like you know, in the second half Kyle settled down a little bit? He said, no, I felt like Kyle was calm the entire time. That's an interesting uh, thing to say about a first-time starting quarterback. I, you know, I I saw a quarterback progress throughout the day. I think they all they all did, but they do say you know he's a cool, calm, collected presence in there. You know, at all times, and it showed up for them yeah. uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't see him being jittery or nothing. I mean, he missed a few passes, and then of course we know the big pass he threw to Marvin Harrison Jr. got called back because Marvin Harrison Jr. stepped out of bounds or was tapped out of bounds. Who knows? Bottom line is he uh, was out of bounds. There were about three or four plays there that they they'd gone the other way, we'd be talking differently about Kyle McCord, but that, that is what it is. I just, you know, it, it, the, the main thing that I, I've always, I've been, like you said, I've been doing this for 40 years, Ohio State in particular. People always overreact. That's that's key. Just like Saturday, if they win convincingly, convincingly, what's convincingly against Youngstown State? You know, I mean, if they win big against Youngstown State, you shouldn't overreact either. They should win big against Youngstown State. That was an opener on the road against a team that had revamped its defense from a personnel standpoint, mm -hmm. much less a coordinator. And uh, there were some uh, things that whenever your offensive line is having an inconsistent day, believe me, there are very few quarterbacks in the country that can fix that and, and make everything go swimmingly. So there was a lot going on there, not just with Kyle McCord. And uh, I thought he kept his cool, like you said, that's why Ryan Day kept him in the game is because there were some things there that needed to get ironed out, not just for him, but for that offensive line. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. But the, the key on Saturday is not to overreact again if, in fact, he has a huge day. And Marvin Harrison Jr. has buku touchdowns and uh, right on down the list. Tim, uh, I'm not going to ask for a bold prediction. We're going to save that for Friday. But on the Wednesday show, I think we should start doing something. So it's the first edition of this. Uh, right now, Youngstown State, Heavily outgunned, outmanned by Ohio State. I, I have set the personal spread at 54 and a half. Uh, there are others who I've heard who have set it at 52 and a half. The books do not have a line. They will at some point later in the week for an FBS, FCS game. You can still get a line on it. So 
you know, it's not going to be, I think we can all safely say it's probably not going to be competitive. It will be stunning if it's competitive. But what's one thing, Tim, that you're looking forward to seeing well, quickly? Well, number one, history uh, shows you that when Youngstown State has come in here the previous two times, it was not that huge blowout. Yeah. It was a blowout, but it wasn't a huge blowout. No. What, what, what's the question, though? Just one thing that you're looking forward to seeing on Saturday, uh, you know, even though it is Youngstown I'm looking, State. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Cal McCord to Marvin Harrison Jr. much the same way they played at St. Joe's Prep uh, way back when, when they were going for state titles and such. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing on Saturday. I want to see the run blocking. I want to see an improvement in the run game if there is one. I want to see the offensive line take a step forward, even if it's against lesser competition in Youngstown State. Look, Youngstown State plays FBS competition every year. Now, they're not winning those games, but they're seeing that competition. A game is a game. Uh, I do want to see this offensive line take a step forward, or if they stay you know, if they, they stay the same, keep having trouble, that's something more for us to talk about, and, and I think that's a legitimate concern at that point. I mean, yeah, and, yeah, and I've had Jim Trussell, I have Jim Trussell on the Tim May Show this week, and we talked, you know, former head coach at Youngstown State before he came here, former president at Youngstown State, and, you know, they're, they're not going to be that in awe when they walk in here because they have, they do play an FBS school basically every year and stuff, and they've played, these guys haven't, but they've been to Ohio Stadium before. It's, you know, and they want to, they're mainly from Ohio, they want to show that, show their wares, as uh, Ryan Day said the other day. So that's the kind of game I expect. The, I expect both teams to get after it. I expect Youngstown State to throw its, its uh, best volley at Ohio State. I want to see a half of football that is absolutely just shut out, dominant. Like, your Ohio State, act like it. Um, and I want to see this team act like it. You know, last year, uh, Notre Dame, they come in here, and it's 21 to 10, and they kind of act like it. Um, you know, assert their dominance against Notre Dame in the second half. And then it's 45 points against Arkansas State, and then 77 against Toledo. It seemed like after that, or in that Notre Dame game, they put their foot on the gas. You need to do that against Youngstown State. And I want to see this team have that killer instinct from the jump, even against an FCS opponent. You want to be taken as a national title contender. You go out there, and you absolutely shred an FCS opponent in the first 25 minutes of the game. That way you can drink Gatorade while the freshmen play in the second half. And that's what I want to see from this team. And I'm not going to hold back from that because that's what this should be. <laughs> if you're a national championship contender, act like it. Um, you know, Alabama beat Middle Tennessee like a freaking drum. Georgia played with his food the first 15 minutes against uh, whoever they played. Uh, on Saturday and people were angry about it because their, their running game couldn't get going. People were angry at Ohio State because they couldn't do it against a Big Ten opponent. Well, you yeah. still need to be able to do it against the FCS opponent. So that's that's what I'm watching for. You know, we will. There's Coach Prime pep talks and then there's Coach Choice prep talks. <laughs> that was a good pep talk. Yeah, I mean, take care of business. Be a championship contender. That's what you are. Act you like, like it. that Coach Choice though. That, yeah. That little exactly. Yeah. Thing I did right. Whatever you want to call me, Tim, just don't call me late, late. to the Woody uh, for Ohio State interviews on Wednesday night. Letterman Row will be in the horseshoe on Saturday for Ohio State Youngstown State. Noon on BTN if you can't get here. If you can, though, we'd love to, to chat with you. Stop us in the parking lot in the tailgate. Say, hey, we watch Letterman Row. I have Row. people doing that on Saturday. Yeah, we would love that. There are people all over the country. I mean, I got from South Carolina. I got from North Carolina. 
this group from Chattanooga went up, came up for the game, talking about all the videos they watch of us, and I thought it was pretty interesting. So if you see us walking into the Woody at 8:30, hey I'll have a, a big cup of coffee in my hand. I don't know what Andy be drinking. Tim might be uh, already tailgating with the fellas no, uh, by that don't point. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, however you see us, come say hi. We'll be there, uh, hanging out, covering the Buckeyes for LettermanRoe.com, the 40-year bet Tim May. Andy Backstrom, I am Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Saturday in the Woody for Ohio State. Wow, Saturday in the Horseshoe for Ohio State and Youngstown State. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.